sign a waiver all right welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the scary sci-fi sluts podcast uh today uh we have a guest host just like uh with our 20 i think it's 2007 halloween review was the last time we had this gentleman on um yeah it sounds right yeah that was uh, that was a good one um yeah. yep where were your, where are your uh, hosts of scary sci-fi sluts i'm kai and I'm uh, Brandon. <laughs> and I am special guest uh, Jordan. Hello, Jordan, and welcome back. Thank uh, you for having Glad me. we didn't scare you away with the la last session we did. Yes, with your, uh, with your sluttiness. <laughs> yeah, we, we do get pretty slutty sometimes. When I go it's and edit the videos, I have to go and censor stuff. And like Brandon's pants are never on. So I, I just have to like cut a lot. It's, it's a lot of work. That's actually why I'm back. Yeah, that's, that's the initial draw. Brandon, move your camera down. <laughs> I don't want you to have to spend hours photoshopping it to make it look smaller than it is. I mean, oh, last okay. time it took you like <laughs> right, two right. hours to get it to go smaller, smaller. fourteen to six. I mean, okay, it was a all right. Thing. I'll I'll check in with Allison about that. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. Um, you don't need to check my references. <laughs> what are we? What are we? What are we talking about today, boys? Why are we here? Oh boy! Well, they did it again, boys. Yeah, they did it again for the eighteenth, twentieth, thirtieth time. Who knows? Um, <laughs> we are here to discuss the twenty twenty two release of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, this one, of course, is a quote unquote direct sequel to mm -hmm. uh, the nineteen seventy four original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, Sounds oddly familiar. I don't know if there's another movie, horror movie franchise where um, something just came out where it was a direct sequel to the original. I, I can't place it. I don't know if it was yeah, like uh, Jaws or, or The Shining or something. I don't know. Something. It's like on the tip of your tongue or top or, of your hand. Or some my sort hand. Of I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, crazy. Definitely, definitely something we'll get into once we start talking about the movie. And of course, what I'm referencing is uh, Halloween 2018. I think right. that movie definitely started a trend um, of horror like revival that we've seen pretty recently. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that that did kind of a similar thing is uh, another movie is the Scream series, of course. So Scream 5 mm -hmm. just came out last month or something. And very similar premise. I haven't seen it yet, but just from the trailers, it's like I see a lot of uh, similarities between the 2018 Halloween and just like the whole vibe they're going for and revival of it looks very familiar. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen um, the new trailer for the newest Jurassic World yet, they're bringing back all the mm -hmm. old characters. And yeah, literally mm -hmm. every movie coming out in 2022. <laughs> they're like, who acted in 1980 and where yeah. are they now? So, so that has me thinking, what is, what is the first movie of like recent times that you guys can think of where that was 
like the kickoff point because my mind jumps to Star Wars. Um, yeah, Force Awakens. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think if there's anything else before I was, that. I was gonna think like for horror yeah. specifically, like this uh, last decade, I I'd have to go with Evil Dead because that was actually like a successful sequel too, in my opinion. But that wasn't a sequel though. Was it a reboot? It's yeah, not that, canon. That's considered a complete reimagination, complete oh, reboot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Interesting. I figured. Yeah, I figured. Like with the end of that, like the, you know, the groovy Easter egg. Maybe it was going to be a sequel. But uh-huh. yeah, if it's a complete reboot, then I guess that wouldn't be it. Yeah, and actually, that that ties us into uh, to talking about this movie, um, Evil Dead, which came out in 2013, uh, which is a fantastic movie. If you guys have yet to see it very very gory um story so so but visually and like atmosphere wise it's it's definitely worth a watch um yeah i i find the vibe really similar to uh like playing resident evil 7 it's got that kind of like dingy back of the woods like redneck type of uh uh, horror vibe and um it's got some good visuals to it yeah um but the director and i believe writer of that 2013 remake was fede alvarez and um, if you guys aren't familiar with him, he also did the Don't Breathe movie, the first one, which is also an amazing movie. Uh, it's a good thriller, not so much a horror, but thriller, drama, lots of action. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a, an executive producer on this film. And um, he's also one of the writers mm-hmm. and so you can, I think you can see some touches of, of his work in this. Um, but this is something me and Donatus were discussing a little bit yesterday is I personally feel like maybe if he had directed this movie, um, this is going to jump into my review a little bit, it would have been better. Um, mm. cause evil dead is something that he worked on and you could tell it was like his concept. Like he had his own style, his own vision, and it worked out. And right. same thing for don't breathe. Like if you compare the two movies, you could see a lot of similarities in like the directing style and mm-hmm. just the way the way Alvarez likes to shoot things and like work with the actors. And right. I think I think you can definitely miss the fact that he's not directing this one. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's a that's a negative to the movie as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of you have seen Evil Dead and, and Don't Breathe. Which I've one of you? Don't Breathe, seen? but not uh, Evil Dead. Not Evil Dead. Oh wow. Okay, it's definitely good. watch it. It's it's really it's good. good. Um, very very gory and just it's just really fun. Like that's the best way for me to describe it. It's it's like a fun yeah. horror movie, you know. Yeah, it's like it's like horror movie candy. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not trying to say anything really deep. It's very straightforward. Like here's what we want to say. Like for a story, mm-hmm. um, the visuals are insane. I remember seeing that in theaters and just like getting those heart palpitations like from jump all mm-hmm. the way through yeah holds tension really well um yeah really good it, they probably could have gotten away with calling it something else and not having it be evil dead oh, absolutely but, um the fact that it is evil dead and they're just outright saying like this is our own vision of it i you know i think it's warranted or i think it's deserved with how um, mm-hmm. good it turned out it's just solid yeah i i actually would compare it to uh, halloween kills and like the amount of joy i feel watching it like Mm. Halloween Kills. I, I, if you guys have, uh, well, you, no one's seen our review yet. I'm still editing it, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, 
I, I very much like that movie. I enjoyed the shit out of it. And I felt like a little fangirl when I watched it for the first <laughs> time. Like I was jumping for joy. I was almost in tears. I was so happy with that movie. And um, that's, that's kind of yeah, my feelings awesome. with Evil Dead too. It's just like, I was smiling every time yeah. something crazy was happening on screen, you know? And I was like yeah. rooting for this nasty, crazy shit to happen. And mm -hmm. it's, for me personally, it's hard to find a, a horror movie um where i get those types of feelings it's it's not yeah. very common um so moving into some some background info on texas chainsaw massacre uh released february uh, 18th 2022 so literally just last week um mm -hmm. with a reported budget of 20 million dollars which is pretty low um and box office i i'm unable to find any information on this because it's a netflix release i'm i'm not really sure how measurement of of like return works for yeah. digital releases like this it's kind of like the wild west right now it feels so strange having to like combine like subscription services and mm -hmm. and box office like there's just no real way to yeah mm -hmm. i mean like with the release of dune and hbo's maxes mm -hmm. like all of their releases it's, it's kind of weird right unless you're disney and marvel and you release spider-man no way home and make almost two billion dollars of course right <laughs> yeah they're yeah. doing something right um, <laughs> yep something but uh we don't have a box office but it does say that it's number three in the world by netflix's standards so yeah. um, so that means people are watching that from or yeah i think they just put it there <laughs> um, they can they can just move the movies around yeah no no I'd, I'd like to believe that people are watching it like because i when i first saw the trailer for this um it was it was pretty recently maybe like mm -hmm. two or three weeks ago honestly um mm -hmm. i i had hesitations i was a little skeptical but i've always been a fan of texas chainsaw um right. and there were a couple shots in the trailer where i was like okay i could see this really working i like I like the color scheme that they're using in the movie. They're keeping this like dirty yellow, like grittiness from the original. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm going to, you know, have my reservations of it, but I'm going to go in hopeful. And um, I don't know. I, I'd like to think that many people had the same idea. Like it's, it's always interesting when something releases on Netflix. Cause it's like a lot of times it seems like their movies are kind of lower ratings wise but they're getting a lot of views like like that movie yeah. red notice with uh mm -hmm. um the rock and gal gadot and stuff like that was like that made huge waves and of viewership and no one don't else. you leave him out of this <laughs> and no one else uh, <laughs> we don't we don't talk about shit actors on this, on this podcast oh no okay? oh no go see free guy streaming now gross uh, <laughs> that movie was great i agree with you i actually bought it my movie is excellent i refuse Damn, to watch it because i hate one. ryan reynolds <laughs> <laughs> we will not speak his name on this him, podcast him and his mint mobile ads can go eat shit okay <laughs> those are annoying as hell oh my god yeah for only 10 bucks a month P detective pikachu mint mobile aviation gin <laughs> oh my god <laughs> aviation gin. a portland-based company isn't that great i think he only sends those ads to portland probably yeah probably no one probably. else cares yeah um so then moving into uh, scores a little bit here, Metacritic wise, mm -hmm. it's sitting at a low 33 out of 100. Um, the IMDb fan and audience rating so far is a 5.0 out of 10. 
Uh, rotten Tomatoes wise, we have a 31% Rotten Tomato meter with 107 total reviews. Audience mm-hmm. score is at 32%, also rotten with 500 plus ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we start getting into the movie, just like a very quick um, brief summary of like where that fits with your your rating. How do you mm-hmm. how do you guys feel just like off the top of your head, quick notes? About the movie yeah um yeah you can go first brandon and i'm still kind of ciphering through some notes but i've got a lot to say <laughs> oh gosh uh, but, uh yeah, yeah i would say it. it's it's pretty spot on it might be a little bit harsh um because i know kenny one of the things you said that you're interested in was you know it's a shit plot but it does have some good kills mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so i would take that into an account and say it's at least watchable um mm-hmm. And definitely worth a watch, you know, because there's not much going on right now. Um, Sponsor us, GTS. <laughs> Get high on kombucha. Can you imagine if this podcast had a kombucha sponsor? <laughs> That'd be I sick. Mean, hey, That'd be sick. Sure. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, definitely not a top tier horror film. Um, just terrible, terrible writing. Um, casting, I don't know what their budget was but I think they, they spent it all on um, probably Leatherface or, I don't know, the old lady, um, which isn't saying much because I don't even think those are known actors. Um, the only thing, the only person I recognize from this is the, the lady who plays Sally. She's from uh, Mandy. That's all I know her from. I think she's like a Finnish actress the, or something. The, the chick with the really short hair who got shot. The girl uh, from like the, the younger the, sister? Yeah, I think she's uh, famous. Is she? She's from eighth grade, which that, Bo Burnham yeah. directed. That no, no, no. Yeah. Like she's in eighth grade. Ago. She's, she's oh, okay. in eighth grade. Oh, she's in eighth grade. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's in eighth grade. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's probably the biggest. That's all player. I recognize her from. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, we'll get we'll get deeper into it um, as we go yeah. along. Because I have yeah. a I have a long list of notes as the film goes. Um, all right, so. Jordan. Same. Yeah, same. Um, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds yet because I have a lot to pick apart. Um, I think this movie is totally serviceable. It's mm-hmm. You can watch it. I think it is worth watching once if you're a fan. Um, mm-hmm. It's not just so god-awful that like you'd be offended even trying to watch it. Right. Um, there's a lot of subplots that just don't meet a you know valuable reward for these characters um one in particular it was just insane um and i'm not even like you know super deep into this lore like i've seen the original and one of the remakes and that's about it Mm -hmm. um it's serviceable but yeah we're gonna pick it apart i get the feeling (laughs) yeah any uh, real quick have you seen all the texas movies no no so i actually um you know the fans know this you guys know this i've I've always been a halloween fan michael myers mm-hmm. has always been my forte i i've seen every single movie many many times um texas chainsaw i did not watch until sometime last year um i watched the original sometime last year and i was absolutely captivated like mm-hmm. this movie came out in 1974 and i felt genuine like anxiety stress and fear from this movie more than I have in many, many years. Like, I think since since I watched Hereditary, 
um, in theaters mm. for the first time. I have not felt that level of anxiety. And I was just sitting on my couch, streaming it on, on, you know, my TV. And it, it really like surprised me. And I, I dare say it's probably the best horror movie I've ever seen. It's not my favorite, but I think it's the best, um, you know, giving it a lot of respects for the time period that it came out. It came out before Halloween, before Friday the 13th, before um, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that stuff. And Which they make very well known in this movie. Do they? Before there was Michael and before there was Jason or whoever. I think there was like a little pop-up thing at the beginning. They're mm. like, there was Leatherface. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's an incredible movie like for the for the fans who who have pushed off seeing it um brandon you said you haven't seen it the original i've seen like one of them i saw um i had one of them that had like a huge dvd case that had like pictures oh yeah that's i think that's a 2003 one okay i I had that same set um yeah yeah, I, I would definitely recommend watching the original. It's it's so hard to describe like why it's so good. Like it feels to me almost like a snuff film. Like the way it's directed, yeah. it's a lot of like low angles. It's a lot of like still shots. Um, a lot of not that much like a of a score. They're they're definitely the score is well used, well utilized, and yeah, it just it feels like you're watching something that shouldn't be watched. It's like hmm. it gives you a really yeah. gross feeling and it's, it's like, fucking amazing. Kind of like the OG like strangers. Better. Way, way, way better. Way, oh. way, way better. Mm-hmm. It does kind of have like a you know, I, I don't think it like kind of undercuts it, but almost like a live leak feel, like something you just find. Mm-hmm. It's, exactly. it's not shot that way, like a POV, but just the kind of the sense, like I mean the budget, I just looked it up was what what 10 bucks uh, yeah really though <laughs> it, it was two big max um <laughs> hey that'll, that'll cost you 15 dollars now okay it was Fucking enough for you to get the people there <laughs> did uh, they release no, it, it was... straight to efox <laughs> yeah. um i know it was eighty thousand to one hundred and forty thousand. like just Whoa. nothing i mean even for 1970 that's extremely low yeah um but yeah it gives you that grimy like uh is anyone else seen this? Am I the only one? Did I discover this movie? Like, <laughs> yeah, like I just picked this up on a park bench and I don't know if I should be watching this. Yeah, it has like, I found a VHS tape. I put it in and watched this and yeah, it's just got that feeling. Yeah, huh. really, really fucking good movie. Incredible. Yeah. Um, but you do have to, I say as someone who's like a horror veteran, who's watched so many different movies who's really desensitized to a lot of horror and like scares and thrills and stuff um you have to have a a type of stomach to watch it because there are certain scenes in it where it's like because it does feel like a snuff film almost like i don't know if you don't have a strong stomach you might have to pause it at some points because it feels so real and it's Mm. just like it looks so disgusting in a good way um Yeah. yeah great great movie um and so going back to this one, directed by David Blue Garcia, um, who I don't know anything about this guy. He only has one other movie to his name called Tejano. Um, mm. I think it was like a smaller bunch of indie film. So nothing stand out. I don't know if he was uh, an associate of uh, Fede Alvarez or, or somehow connected to Netflix or something, but uh, hasn't done anything else. Cinematographer Ricardo Diaz, 
he's he's done some short movies um he has a pretty long list of short films and some documentaries the only notable feature film he's done that i picked out was uh brian banks which was like some i think some football movie that came out a handful of years ago mm. never never watched it i hate when movies have those like generic people names like jack reacher jack smith like hey <laughs> only one that works is john wick but <laughs> yeah um, there's a bunch of them <laughs> but oh, i really. i will give some credit to to diaz for for making this movie i i really liked how it looked um if, mm. if saying anything about it i think it was is pretty beautifully shot um yeah. every every scene in the <clears throat> exterior and interiors I thought looked really well and kind of fits the, the mm. theme and the vibe and and in the exterior um they do give this movie this like kind of gritty dirty um like yellow theme um there's a yellow color scheme that that kind of sticks close to what the original felt and looked like um mm -hmm. so I, I do appreciate that a lot if if we're saying anything positive about the movie yeah I can agree with that. Um, you know, looking back at it, I think all the settings are really, really nice. Um, it feels condensed, like an isolated traumatic event, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're not seeing Leatherface running around in the street and like, you know, the military get involved and it's not like super, it doesn't feel like bigger than what it is. Mm -hmm. Like it's set in the small town, some teenagers come in and disrupt his business, which is very on brand. Um, yeah, it's not like and, uh, like um, Leatherface takes New York or something. <laughs> yeah, they're not trying to like do something bigger with the character, <laughs> yeah. which is nice. Um, yeah. and that serves the plot really well, unlike mm -hmm. everything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is nice. So uh, that was nice to see. The color grading is really nice. These shots are really good. They feel very professional. Um, yeah. Aside from a couple things later. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like they got like a few things right and like they they had a really good start and then they just completely fumbled the ball and like tripped yeah. over a bag yeah. of dicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And once we get into the plot summary, I want, I want to expand on that too because I, I do, that's something that I agree with quite a bit is I feel like the, the setup is good. There's a lot of good things that could have worked here. The first yeah. little bit of the movie, I was like, okay, I could, I could see this working. I can, I'm, I'm holding out hopes. I see it working, and then something happens. Yeah. Careful, careful, bro. <laughs> You're gonna get canceled if you talk like that. <laughs> get out your camera. <laughs> yeah. We lasted oh, thirty God. episodes, Kenny. <laughs> Welcome the new host, uh, Jordan. He's gonna be replacing Kenny. It's, it's just me. No one else. <laughs> um so the movie said. movie is written by fede alvarez like we already said and then uh rodo sayagas sorry I, i'm probably butchering that name um but he he's worked with fede alvarez before looks like he was a uh, one of the writers for um evil dead he wrote the screenplay um let's see he also did don't breathe 2 and he was the director of don't breathe 2 um which i haven't I seen, seen yet yeah, I don't, I don't Got know. Decent, good reviews on other uh, movie podcasts. Yeah, it was, some people were saying it's it's not bad. Um, it's like serviceable. It's just a weird, like, really didn't need a sequel. doesn't really make sense to have a sequel type of thing, so. Money yeah. grab. Yeah, I'll see if it's on TV at some point or whatever. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> movie was produced by uh, Legendary Films, so everyone knows Legendary. They do a lot of, like, big budget 
um, blockbuster type movies like they did the the Christopher Nolan um, Dark Knight trilogy Inception they did uh, like Godzilla versus Kong and stuff mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> oh shoot yeah we're already almost out of time that's it folks <laughs> our guest um, I hope that doesn't show up in our recording <laughs> I'm not going to be able to edit that <laughs> so, so for those of you who uh, I'm assuming you guys saw it but if you didn't we're, we're right now using the free zoom um, so it's going to cut us off in a little bit and I'll, I'll, I'll stitch us together so don't worry <laughs> um, yeah so produced by legendary Bad Ombre Studios which uh, they're relatively new they've only done um, Don't Breathe 2 they produced and then this uh, TV series called Calls um, that's through mm. Apple. I've never heard of it, but I was looking it up and it, it seems pretty interesting. Um, and then Exerbia Films, which has produced nothing else. So I don't know. I don't really know how that works with, with studios that like didn't really exist. Like I, where, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that into the production side of, <clears throat> of films to, to really know, but yeah, they, they got money from a couple different studios and distributed by Netflix, of course. Well, I wonder though, like how the payout works with Netflix, because <clears throat> one of the trivia um, pieces is that it was supposed to be a theatrical release. And then because of a whole lot of different snafus and stuff, they ended up scrapping the entire idea and then selling it to Netflix. Hmm. So I wonder if they just had to break even with that deal or like how all that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> um, so we're going to jump into the cast here really quick. Like we said, there's not really any like big name actors. Um, I'm just gonna skip them. Fuck it. We don't know. We don't know any of these people. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah. If if uh, Brandon or Jordan, you guys have any other like interesting facts you're able to pull up, go go right ahead before we jump into the plot summary. Nah, um, I I don't have anything. Although I can definitely assist on looking it up. Um, cast wise like there are people in this movie um (laughs) yeah a couple of them there are actors there are actors Actors. um i know that this the only thing i really found was this was originally planned to be a sequel to leatherface which came out in 2018 which i don't even remember that coming out like yeah no i (laughs) didn't even hear about that at all um yeah i don't know also that they they're planning on making five more weatherface films depending on the outcome and um well, the return of this movie so we'll see uh where seeing that goes. as seeing as none of us even knew leatherface existed oh uh, yeah huh. so yeah probably that's such a crazy goal like to go in and be like all right we want to do a reboot Let's do fucking five of them. Here's the thing, man. These movies cost so little to make. Like, yeah. No matter what, I don't know how Netflix returns work on on profit and stuff, but no matter what, there there's gonna be more. Like, it's well, it's and this had to be right around less the time, than like Iron Man. <laughs> right around the time that uh, Halloween was getting rebooted, so they were probably like, "We'll just ride the hype of that." And... Exactly. But they and came in way that too they late. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, the sound effect of the barbecue lid being opened in a musical cue from <laughs> original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, uh, I, I actually caught that throughout the film a couple times, which I really enjoyed. I, uh, Brandon, you haven't seen the original, so you don't you don't know that musical cue, but it's 
it's it's one of the uh the sound effects from the the first one that really like gives it that kind of like gritty like i don't know horror vibe and uh it really works it's like uh it's like the michael myers theme or the the jason Voorhees like that kind of thing yeah um Population sign of Harlow says 1974, which is the year the original uh, film came out. Uh, oh, one of the comments on the live videos, which was a pretty fun scene, um, is from David Blue Garcia. So that's pretty cool. Mm, okay. Didn't pay attention to that. I've seen this movie twice. I didn't pay attention to that. Uh, there's around like 16 people killed. Um, that's it. Yeah, we think a lot more. Hmm. There's a scene where it felt like a hundred were killed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, uh, yeah. Let's Anything else? I think they, they wanted to cast the original Sally or whoever the hell she is, um, but that lady died in like 2014. Mm. Um, thank God, otherwise we would have got a, another remake of what happened in Halloween with Jodie Foster, or whatever her name is. Who? The, you know, the lady who who's always trying to kill Michael, the one in Halloween Kills. Laurie Strode? Yeah. yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis? What are you talking about? <laughs> Jodie Foster. <laughs> Jodie Foster. <laughs> Angelina know, Jolie. I can't keep up I with these mind 90 if Jodie Foster was in one of these movies, man. She's a good actress. <laughs> I, I just can't get into her... You know, this is probably going to be offensive to some people. Just the way she talks, I oh yeah, I just can't do it. I mean, <laughs> just not. She does have like a very distinct accent. Yeah, yeah. it's not even an accent. It's like, it's like a specific way. I don't know if she has some type of like jaw thing to mm. where she she speaks very like, like very. Yeah, it's hard to imitate. It's hard to think about. Yeah, you're, like, and I don't want to. I don't want to get canceled, so I'm not going. To... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's all the Jodie Foster you. fans out there are like, how dare you? Boycott. <laughs> Boycott. She sounds like Elastigirl. If you know how Elastigirl sounds. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Sounds. Holly Hunter. Yeah. Exactly. She's got, yeah. She's got like that kind of jaw drawl. It's hard to imitate. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> uh, anything else? That's it. Okay. Um, um, I've got a couple just from oh, looking it shoot up. Shoot it off. Let me add to it. Let's go. Um. I don't know if you mentioned this, John Larroquette serves as the narrator. He also was the original narrator for the 1974 hmm. film. Nice. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so that, that voice at the very beginning. The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. It is all the more tragic in that they were young, but had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the commercializing of Leatherface, that's him too. Yeah. Um, and then we have Sally's barn and house scene during her introductory scene um, mm -hmm. when she receives the phone call about Leatherface. That's actually the same set as uh, Rambo Last Blood from 2019. Oh, huh. okay. I could see that. Mm -hmm. All right. And those were like two of the more interesting things I found. Everything else is pretty much covered. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just so new. There's not much on it yet. Exactly. Let's get into it. All right. So now uh, this is a part of the show where we jump into the plot summary. And um, if you guys aren't 
if you're tuning in for the first time or if you don't remember need a refresher how we do it is we just we have fun with it we just uh i do a write-up and uh, break it down into sections we all take turns jumping in and and just go through it and then we start picking the movie apart um so i will take us off 50 years ago, Sally Hardesty's friends were brutally murdered in what is being called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sally was the only survivor and has spent the past 50 years hardening up and has become a ranger or some shit to track down the infamous <laughs> Leatherface who butchered her friends. Somehow, she couldn't find him in 50 years despite having police resources because she's He a was ranger. wearing a mask. It's pretty hard. <laughs> it's like Superman and taking off the glasses. <laughs> you, you just can't tell. <laughs> I love the close-up. He's like, uh, wearing a mask, dummy. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. I've, I say she deserves to die of dementia and cirrhosis. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the savagery. Uh, we meet Lila, Mel, Dante, and Ruth, uh, who are unbelievably wealthy entrepreneurs <clears throat> looking to purchase the small town the entire town, by the way, uh, yeah, right. abandoned town of Harlow to restore it and turn it into some type of commune for young hip people. Um, <laughs> because that's exactly what young people want to do is live in a small shitty town um, in the exactly. middle of nowhere. Um, let's see, we'll skip past all Kenny's jokes. No, you got to include the jokes. Come on. <laughs> all right. Small town in the middle of nowhere where there's no Starbucks, acai bowls, juice bars or nightclubs for like 500 miles no you had to say it for like 500 miles 500 miles it's freaking bullshit <laughs> canceled that mel and dante are chefs looking to open a restaurant because that is somehow all relevant to the plot to the plot, Real plot. <laughs> yeah <laughs> The gang have a run-in with sexy stud hillbilly Richter, who indicates or intimidates them and makes a comment about why everyone carries a gun in whatever bumfuck place that they are in. Yes. Um, oh, wait, that was game. Jordan's part. Oh. Uh, <gasps> I'll read the next one. Logan. Shit. No, it was just one long paragraph. Oh, yeah, it was one. What? It was one. No, but it's Mark Jordan. Come on, guys, oh, get with it. I don't it. see anything marked. You don't see the comments? Uh-oh. Oh, oh, it, oh, it's on the right. Yeah, I can be Brandon. All right, you're Brandon. <laughs> I'm Brandon. You're hey, Brandon guys, I'm Brandon. Uh, thanks I'm for joining us on Scary Sci-Fi Plus. This is my address. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. The gang arrive in Harlow and start planning out their renovation ideas immediately because they have literally like 30 minutes before a bus full of investors show up to decide if they want to invest in the project. I don't know where they found these young partying investors, but if they can convince them to invest in the shit of an idea, we should find them and have them invest in scary sci-fi sluts podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is why it's Brandon. <laughs> I get it now. I'm just kidding. Um, the gang notice a Confederate flag hanging from the old town orphanage and go to take it down, but are confronted by the nasty, crusty old lady. We'll call her Mama, who has refused to leave the town. Kenny, I don't want to call her Mama. <laughs> You're calling her mama, okay? Call her mama, you can call me daddy. <laughs> call her daddy. Gross. <laughs> in, a, in a ridiculously stupid argument over who owns the deed to the orphanage, because that should definitely be a major plot point in a movie called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 
Mama has a heart attack? Or is she having an alcoholic episode or a syphilis breakout? Who the fuck knows? She loses her breakfast on the floor. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How she gets there, I don't know. So the local sheriffs, because paramedics don't exist in this small bumfuck town, roll up and load her up in a van to take her to the nearest hospital. Mama's boy, Leatherface, who we mm-hmm. shall dub Leatho from now on. <clears throat> Leatho. <laughs> who should be like 80-something by now, so I don't know how old she fucking is, appears and loads Mama into the van. During the car ride, Mama croaks, enraging Leatho, and suddenly he blasts... He blasts Drake's I'm upset and starts his killing spree. Then come around. Where the flock of Jody, he just seen us put it down. Niggas asking if I'm cool. I'm upset. What? I'm upset. Yeah. I'm upset. Okay. All right, go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> so we'll just continue this. Yes. Uh, um, I can I can start off and read this next one if you want. We can just right, get back. Get on us it. back on track. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Leto kills oh, the God. sheriff's and Ruth, who was in the car for whatever reason. I should have put in Lizzo. Liz. Oh Jared. Now Leto. you're canceled. Yeah. 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 For sure. Final straw. Get out. For sure. <laughs> uh, Jared Leto kills the sheriff's oh. and Ruth who is in the car for whatever reason and carves off mama's face and slaps it on himself like we all did with bologna when we were kids. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh my God. Uh, yummy. He then goes back to town and reclaims his favorite toy. No, not the tentacle dildo he wore that out months ago. His favorite <laughs> toy, old Huckleberry. I mean, chainsaw. Oh my God. <laughs> Huckleberry. <laughs> no. Uh, Jesus. I had a lot of fun with this one. Oh, yeah, you did. You gave this to me on purpose. I'm going to get canceled. (laughs) Okay, I have have things to lose here. I have notoriety. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Reunited with his best friend, Leather goes on a rampage, killing first Dante, then Richter, then the entire bus full of investors who were throwing a rave slash orgy on the bus. He was just mad that his invitation got lost in the mail. Can you oh blame the guy? It was probably because they knew his tentacle dildo was uh, out of service. They yeah. didn't want him involved. Like, if it's not coming, you're not coming, bro. Right. Bring, bring the tentacle thing. As this is happening, <clears throat> Sally Hardesty, now 350 years old, <laughs> hears of Lizzo's return, or Leto's <laughs> return, and heads to Harlow with a shotgun that probably weighs more than her. Facts. Uh, Sally tracks Leto down and gets him to the point blank range of her shoddy she recites the names of all her friends which we do not know about or care about uh, Mm. that were murdered by Leto and tells him to say her name and uh, (laughs) say that he remembers her Uh, he only speaks French so he was like I have no idea what this bitch is saying uh, deuces and literally picks up his chainsaw and stumbles away um uh, what a dumb fucking character sally is um she eventually wakes up from her midday nap you know which was insane she was fully dead um, she you almost cut her in half can we just acknowledge that for a second I'm, i don't oh, want to get we will. we'll we'll, we'll fucking get there. we'll get there so chases him down uh shooting him a couple times before leto skewers her 
uh, with old Huckleberry <laughs> and chainsaws her midair for like three minutes. It's true. Uh, yep. It's almost as if someone watched a scene from Halloween Kills. Yep. And wanted to recreate it. Oh, interesting. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> In a final showdown, Lila, who somehow hasn't died yet, takes Sally's shotgun and goes after Leto. With her, la <clears throat> with her last dying breath, because a 600-year-old woman can somehow survive being shish-kebabbed by a chainsaw for 10 minutes, tells Lila, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, wait. That's the wrong movie. Yeah, right. Basically the gist. I want to know. I want to know what they're feeding her at the senior center because she's on some next level shit. This Sally, mm -hmm. <laughs> Lila manages to get two more shots in the leather, and Mel takes old Huckleberry and instead of cutting him in half, literally uppercuts Jigsaw. No, wait, Jesus, Leather. <laughs> Why did I say Jigsaw? <laughs> Jigsaw. <laughs> Billy the puppet. <laughs> yeah, uh, uppercuts Leather into a pool of water. She uppercuts the mofo with a chainsaw. Jesus, this movie's fucking dumb. Mel and Lila, thinking they've won, hop into their Tesla to leave Harlow. But surprise, surprise, fucking stupid. Lizzo pops up and grabs Mel, sawing her head off as Lila watches and drives off into the sunset. Oh, and Leto does his infamous chainsaw dance because references and, then, and Easter eggs and callbacks. After credit scene. <clears throat> Well, it's right. not like it's not like fucking Leto's eighty years old or anything, and would throws back out. But... Real, that would have been more exciting if he did like his spin around and just like ah shit. Dude, and then the, the sequel, into the, music. the sequel should be fucking Leto in the senior center doing rehab. He's just rolling himself around in a wheelchair and then revving it up and just flailing it. <laughs> he keeps trying, and then the like the physical therapist is like, "No, you gotta stretch out more. You gotta move more. You gotta articulate some more." Um, and then yes, there's a post-credit scene of him stumbling towards a house. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is all. Oh goodness yeah. gracious! All right. Well, there goes the plot summary for. <clears throat> 2022's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now let's mm -hmm. tear this motherfucker apart. Yes. Um, Just like Sally. starting, <laughs> Starting from the jump. Um, I liked, I actually liked the intro of the like documentary style. It, it almost felt like a 60 minutes thing that they're playing on TV about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and like the, the murders that happened. Um, and I guess they use the same voice that, that the guy who narrated the original. So I thought that was, that was a pretty cool touch. It was a nice way to start the movie. Yeah, I didn't know. Nice way that. to remind everyone who doesn't know what Leatherface is um, mm -hmm. or hasn't seen any of the films to catch them up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there we see at the gas station, Lila buys a little corkscrew chainsaw, which I thought it was a nice little touch. It's like totally something that would happen to like. Yeah. Has to make a comeback. Yeah. It, it's it's whatever it didn't need to but I, I like that little touch though even if it was just there for a moment like I thought it was really funny and like it, it kind of shows um it, it's the one touch of like modernizing the movie where I feel like it, it really fits it's really accurate how like there's this big movement now with like podcasts and stuff like people being into true crime and like women especially being obsessed with like true crime stories yes. and like podcasts and shows and movies and and right. almost like I want to say almost glamorizing it in a way. And it's, it's a very thin line. Like, you gotta, yeah. Yeah. And I almost feel like people subconsciously look at themselves that way. Maybe I would just do that. But 
don't know. Yeah, it's if a thin they line. filmed <laughs> this in 2021, they would have definitely had a murder podcast about Leatherface playing in the background. Yes, for sure. And of course, that's a plot point of uh, Halloween 2018. The yeah, Halloween did it thing. first. They mm-hmm. they figured it out. Halloween did everything first. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, did you catch though how they totally parked in the gas station like pump area like total assholes when they were just getting snacks? Oh, they did, huh? They like took up a space. Yeah, they have a for Tesla. Someone to pump gas. <laughs> I didn't That's notice that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, they are, huh? What the fuck? Uh, yeah. They all deserve I, to die. And then I they like get mad at the other guy, for <laughs> right? <laughs> they're like look at this asshole carrying a gun out in the open and they're just like being total dickheads the front like, jump. Uh, man can i get the the diesel pump it's on that side please she's like no fuck you redneck get away from me swine yeah um, um the introduction of like the red herring like scary guy with a gun like yeah. turning into the savior like you could smell that from a mile away mm-hmm. um i don't know if you guys caught but as they're leaving the gas station, mm. the gas station attendant calls them gentry fuckers. And I was like, <laughs> that is, it is the most ham-fisted line yeah. of dialogue I've ever heard. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I had to rewind it back because um, I didn't catch it at first. And okay. I was like, gentry fuckers? Oh, like gentrification. Okay, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's just like super in your face. It's, like, it's so It's ridiculous. not subtle. Like, could, could you try harder, guys? Just a little bit. Come on. And not to get too ahead of it, but, like, the whole, like, the, the social political messages, they're just trying to, like, ram down this movie's throat to, like, get you across, like, to, to get you to see is just so, like, hand over fist in your face that it, like, detracts from what's actually happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they introduce so many like things here and there, like like they're they're just trying to be so modernized and so like in the moment and so relevant, and and none of it works. It's like pick one thing and fucking focus on if that's what your your motive is, if that's what your your mo is, just stick with one or maybe two things and do it right. Like yeah, or just introduce some subtlety. You know, you can say some of these things, but you don't have to like like hold up a placard and be like right here guys it's right here Look. right <laughs> i didn't so that, the entire half an hour of the high school flashbacks that we got to see yeah. of lila well so yeah that that leads me into talking about her is like i feel like if they wanted to pick one thing to focus on the movie it should be that if if you're going to introduce this thing about her having this history of surviving a school shooting why is it why does it not matter like why does it exist at all and not matter like yeah. there's no there's no character development with it. There's no story arc with it. We get little snippets like two or three times of her having like being in the high school after being shot. And like, yeah, we learn a little bit about her relationship with guns, but not really. It like doesn't make sense. And why not just focus on that? Revolve the movie around that, like her trauma yeah. and then somehow have her overcome that trauma, which she doesn't. Well, she does because she picks up a machine gun, so it does pay out. But like, what does that have to do with? She doesn't even. She doesn't even shoot the gun, though. Right. I know. Which is (laughs) complete bullshit. Like, she would not even touch that gun. I know. I took. Yeah, I I took a big note on this because as soon this the scene where she like picks it up and she's sitting with 
Uh, his name is Richter. Is that what we said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which when she said, of course, because he has to have a fucking Nazi name. Are we surprised? Oh, that I didn't even put a sex scene? Oh my god. <laughs> a the, the post-sex scene. <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't one like in the bus or something. Yeah. I don't know. Somewhere. But I took a big note with this whole like mass shooting uh, trauma um, survivor thing. I said, what did I say? Oh, I took a break. I was like, here comes the red herring, the savior, when he walks into the foyer. And I took a break and I said, the more I think about these messages and the socio-political statements this movie's trying to bring up, the more I realize how half-baked they are. I'm willing to bet the girl with trauma will have an arc where she picks up the gun and will shoot Leatherface and maybe even killing or at the very least save her. If that doesn't happen, then these messages are pointless. I digress. All right, back to it. Down South Savior in the foyer with a handgun. Clue joke. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at some point um, in the movie i wrote down machine gun callback and then three seconds later called it yep exactly <laughs> I, yeah same thing i was like uh what did i say all right i was like call that young sister tries to fulfill arc by picking up gun and shooting a face and fails <laughs> but realistically fails because <laughs> she doesn't yeah. she's a victim of gun violence she's not gonna like research how to use a gun yeah but so I, I, here's what I don't understand, though, is when she but first... But it didn't make sense for her to even grab it. Right, when she's in the, like, warehouse or garage or whatever with Richter, and he's like, does he, like, shoot the gun or something? He, like, shows her it's loaded. I forget no, what he, she what asks he does. if it's loaded. He clears it. He, yeah. He shows her oh. it's safe. Okay. Um, but, like, if she was a victim of, of a shooting, of gun violence in such a way, wouldn't she be more adverse to just being in the presence of the gun like that like and not like the thing that sets her off is her picking it up why would that set her off like maybe maybe i don't understand maybe because i've been there but like to me logically it would just make more sense for the alternative like the guy picking up the gun would set her off more than her picking i don't know the the, the way they try to reach work around that is like because they try to build it up as tension a little bit right they don't try to like have her walk in and just like have this close-up of the gun and her being like like that or she (laughs) instead she like picks it up and like she knows it's she knows it's safe but she pulls the trigger which is why it like clicks like that and then she drops it she's like oh shit like so it's 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 just it's just half-baked like if you're trying to say something yeah you could have written it better um and and there's no reward for it right like she didn't actually get to use it and she actually I mean, she uses the, using the shotgun, it. I guess, but but even that doesn't kill him, right? Right. Like, yeah. There's just no. If, if they're going to introduce something this like strong of a theme, have it have a payoff. Like it needs to pay off. Like the character has to grow in some type of way, and her just being able to pull the trigger is not growing enough. Like there's no. It's not satisfactory. It's, it's it's just not satisfactory yeah. at all. She you know? she did that in the first act, and she dropped the gun. Right. <laughs> like, so she really didn't develop. So it's not the it's not the message they're trying to say so much. It's like the delivery on it mm-hmm. and the lack of subtlety. But and then we uh, so we learn that Dante and Melody are chefs, which literally has no indication for the rest of the plot, like none. I, I don't know why that was included in the script at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so stupid. Yeah, I like think they- it was just trying to get. I mean, they just needed a, a reason for the kids to be there, right? Like a modern reason, you know, these yeah. young investors. It was just said, so weird because like they're also rich enough to like 
by a small town and then they're like you know what else we can do we can bake really well so we're going to open up a, a nice yeah. diner two 23 year olds are going to open a restaurant in a small town and then you know like restart this civilization and whatever that's that's how it works well and it, it was, was just trying to yeah. pay off more to the whole school shooting crap and like they were trying to set up that like this whole town was to get away from all the problems of civilization and all that crap Oh, which is another oh. half-baked idea like it was like a blink true. and you miss it dialogue yeah oh. <clears throat> like that that should have been make that yeah. more of the focus of the story like somehow either leave that out or or just make that the point of the story like there's so many different things here it's like why is this part of this the plot at all yeah, yeah. it seems like they could have done wow. better by like skip all the buying the town and like reinventing it crap and just have mm -hmm. like 200 people move there for a fresh start and then they all start dying yeah like we don't need this background mm -hmm. crap just give us the people it almost makes you like side with the redneck guy when he's like <laughs> so you're a cult and he's like no no we just want to build a better world he's like that's a yeah. cult, <laughs> cult. <laughs> um yeah it's it's pretty much it's just all these subplots like coming together not paying off it makes you feel kind of like like who do i side with who do i like here oh i don't like anybody no nobody <laughs> not <laughs> a single suck. person because they try to show you like look there's a confederate flag look there's like a mass shooting victim like it doesn't all this stuff suck i'm like well yeah that's objectively sucky right but yeah, it's showing um, that these these are all victims like all these people are victims but the victims suck yeah like, i know <laughs> I know and that's okay. with mama. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have the deed and they like forced this woman out of her house and they jumpstart this mass killing. Oh my God. Um, they all suck <laughs> just because they're victims. Doesn't mean they're like exempt from being shitty people. Yeah. Mama's the real victim. Sounds, mama's the victim it's, here. It's just like, I don't like these people. And if your characters aren't likable, then I don't know. I, dig I digress but <laughs> yeah and and then you know, you know kind of looping back to the confederate flag thing when when mm -hmm. dante and mel go in to try to like take it down and they they're confronted by mama who's like oh no i i don't have a problem with negroes like i like you boys <laughs> like i i like the one quick line of interaction right. between dante and mama but then that like race has no other part in the rest of the movie like right. they're gonna make that stand out for this mm -hmm. scene like have it relevant for the rest of the movie too like it's yeah. just it's so stupid yeah like it's, they they tried to touch on everything social in mm -hmm. in the current current events and current times and it's like that's not what makes a good movie guys like yeah. that's that's not what makes you smart a lot of like yeah a lot of the threads in this movie they're trying to pull on almost do a disservice to like real world issues right almost at least, at least if you're really trying to pick it apart like at the end of the day, nothing really served. Like a lot of the plot points they're trying to hit didn't really serve the Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw stuff. It's mm -hmm. just like little. You should listen to this movie because we're trying to say certain stuff. Yeah, they yeah, probably they... should have killed the black character first. If we're being honest, I think the... they... no, they, they wanted had... to subvert expectations um... because black characters always die first. Yeah. That's true. So That's they wanted true. to stand out. They made him die. Fourth, fourth, I think. Fourth. Yes. Yeah. And slow. And slow. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I actually, I, I did really enjoy, um, if I'm going to talk any positives about this movie, I did yeah. enjoy the, the visual and the makeup effects. And when, when Dante uh, gets slashed across the mouth, like that looked fucking good. That looked I, insane. I actually didn't realize he hit him in the face until he turned out mm -hmm. there. I thought he got him in the neck. That's why I was like, he lived. Yeah. What? It wasn't clear where he hit him mm -hmm. until like he was out in the rain. Right. So that yeah, that was good blocking. I didn't I didn't realize that and that actually shocked me. I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> yeah. Some some notes about that scene though. Like I liked the build up to where Dante's in the kitchen and he like turns the pot around or whatever and he sees Leatherface in the background. That was a really really good shot. I really enjoyed that. But then for the rest of it and this this is a note that I made about the whole movie really is they did a lot of like um like kind of far away shots like uh like almost establishing shots the, the camera so far away from the subjects when they're showing Leatherface like killing people and I personally would have I I feel like I would have been more scared of Leatherface if we got more close-ups like I mm. wanted more extreme close-ups because in in the kitchen after that moment when when we first see Leatherface's reflection it like the camera backs out and then we see it like a full full frame full frontal of Leatherface doing his thing with Dante and like see in between the door swinging like we see little mm -hmm. snippets and I thought it was really cool it's a good effect but I would have preferred to see it up close and like feel the tension there um I feel like mm -hmm. just with the camera so far away just like it just feels like you're not you're in a haunted house like it's not it doesn't yeah. feel real enough yeah yeah I um I liked a lot of like the the kills and the effects. I thought the swinging door thing was pretty cool. Um, mm. Like a a good like kind of clever way to. They probably had a couple cuts in there, like just you know mid frame or whatever. Um, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> the uh, the death where like Richter comes in and like uh, you know he enters the house and like he snaps his leg. I was like, whoa, okay. Mm -hmm. He's like brutalizing this. That guy. was good. <laughs> he that got death fucked was cool. up. And yeah. I actually expected him. I wrote in the notes like this guy's gonna be like Act Three Savior. Um, yeah. And they didn't do that, which I actually kind of appreciated because the red herring of him being like part of the problem or the intimidator, like super super obvious if you've seen every any slasher movie. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually kind of appreciate that they subverted subverted like that expectation. They killed him pretty early. Like I don't, I don't know why he like suddenly turned into this like John Wick type character though. Like it, it felt yeah. so out of the blue. Like he was the contractor who was there and was like refusing to give the characters the, the keys to the house. And then suddenly he, he was like, when he saw Dante, he, he like had this change of heart. He's like, Oh wow. Now I'm going to be the savior. Now I'm going to step in. And it just, it felt really out of, out of the blue, like out of place in my opinion. I mean, I think they tried to set it up to where he had a bit of like feelings for Lila or whoever the hell she is um, in some kind of way. Because so, he saw like, she was a victim. But if that's the case, save her. Yeah. expand on that more. Make him go find her and protect her. Like something, you know? Mm -hmm. just... Yeah, he should have stayed, stayed alive to like Act 3 and like was protecting her the whole time. Died to protect her. If that's, right. if that's what they were going for. Because I, I see what you mean. There's little hints of that when he, he showed sympathy, but then that was it. It's just like this little moment yeah. and nothing else. Right. He got 
he got to put some hands on Leatherface. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he he arguably like had one of the better chances. I think everyone else was protected plot wise where he actually mm-hmm. felt like he was trying hard. I actually didn't mind his character, even though like like everyone else, there's really nothing to it. Mm-hmm. So um yeah. How do you guys feel about all the uh the fake out deaths of everyone dying like three, four times? Oh, like, uh, which ones? Oh, uh, like Sally. <laughs> yeah, and then I feel like there was a couple others where like they got hit like two or three times, and then they get back up, and then they kill them another time. Like not just Leatherface. There was a couple characters who died like multiple times. Like I guess Dante, like at the beginning, sure. the the car crash, the mm. all of them got fucked up a few times. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the sheriff in the driver's seat. Like I thought he was like ko from from the beginning but uh yeah which actually we did we skipped over that how'd you guys feel about that that scene that the car crash i thought the blonde girl was really smart by Uh faking like dead and then like she was trying to do everything all quiet she was playing Mm -hmm. it really well um so i thought it was a really good scene yeah yeah i like that scene um Mm -hmm. like the uh the hard cut like to him grabbing the tank and just like you could feel like the brutality those like close-ups of him like engaging with the sheriff and then he just like yeah. snaps his arm and like jabs him with his own yeah like, i really arm. i really like that that was i think that was a good introduction to like the makeup and prosthetics work that we're gonna see for the rest of the movie yeah. um that, so that, 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 that had me excited the only thing stupid was when um that first sheriff's gun went off and then magically shot the front driver yeah. in the neck mm-hmm. so yeah, but you have to have the car crash <laughs> somehow and uh, i think they're trying really to like to emulate um in halloween kills when the, the, the nurse is <laughs> shooting the gun and then michael kicks the door and it fucking that was what? a plus you don't remember that? this halloween kill that's the reboot sequel right yeah the, the newest one i didn't see it fuck oh there's i, I just saw oh, it there's this amazing oh, scene where michael's sitting in the car and um, this this uh it's halloween so this this lady's dressed up as a nurse i think she's actually a doctor but she's got oh, a fucking okay. like um like a desert eagle that's like as big as her head and she's like shooting him walking towards the car and he fucking when she gets next to the car he kicks the door and the door hits the gun and flips it over and she pops herself in the face <laughs> oh it's amazing what? it's like the best kill of the movie <laughs> Oh, that's ridiculous. I'm sure it happens super quick. So you're just like, oh. Yep. It's, it's literally like a snap instant. And it's oh, so shit. funny. That's ridiculous. Um, I really liked uh, the blonde girl's death, though, of the slow-mo of the knife going into her. Oh, yeah. That was creepy. I like that. Yeah, that was really good. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like Rob Zombie, where I, I liked it. It didn't, it didn't linger. <laughs> it didn't linger. She wasn't nude. It didn't, like, zoom up on her boobs while... He was gutting her like if it was rob yeah. zombie it would have been like you would have heard leatherface like rah, 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 and like close-ups and then zoom out and then close-ups and then zoom out and it would last for like 60 yeah. seconds but yeah. all right as he stabs you moan a little bit louder <laughs> yeah <laughs> close up on the titties and but it, well, it was a little more high-pitched <laughs> yeah I, I like that it, it just it was there just long enough for us to like understand his like how he does things but then didn't like over glorify it you know yeah yeah and i also liked um i feel like i'm being really tactical but like there are genuinely like really good it's like shot really well um but the the framing of her like 
in the passenger seat and him like carving up his mom's face in the background and like the sound effects and like mm-hmm. you know up in the sun with it and like i thought that that was, that was a really great. good shot yeah i like but that. i could think about was dwight from the office there he is um so so there was i remember seeing in the trailer it was a it was a shot from the scene where leatherface is in the like the cornfield or whatever and he like stands up yeah like the sunflowers yeah when i saw that in the trailer that got me hyped i was like okay whatever the context of this like this looks cool i like that how that looks i like the shot it looks creepy um but in the actual movie, it does not work at all. It's literally like out of nowhere. After he kills the girl, after he kills the sheriff, you see a shot of, of and sunflowers goes. and then he just rises and then walks away. Like it, it made me laugh. Like he's I like, actually, I, he's like, <laughs> I'm still here. Hello. Yeah, they should have cut that. Like it that would have worked so for the stupid. trailer, but. Why was that? Why did that? Like it's a good looking shot in the right context, but out of nowhere, it looks fucking ridiculous. It looks so stupid. Yeah. Peekaboo! I don't know. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, he's like, I'm a shy boy. <laughs> Let's see what um, else do we got here? Any other favorite scenes going forward? Um. So I mean, maybe I we like can all agree the... here. My favorite scene is the bus. Oh, dude. Well, yeah. But before that, I like. Did anyone else like when Melody got shit on by the uh, sewage tanks? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah it was so stupid what (laughs) why did this why was this part of cut that shit why was that cut it literally cut that shit shit. (laughs) (laughs) it was so stupid like i half expected people on the bus to be like you smell like shit (laughs) i really can you can you walk we need we need you there's a killer you're like yeah uh time out you smell terrible by the way can you fucking get out of here it that should have been the Asian dude. <laughs> we have some fair trade essential oils. Go fix yourself. Up. <laughs> like just super, yeah. Well. Yeah, it, it should have been the uh, the Asian dude. He should have been like, "You're so canceled. You smell like, like shit. That's disgusting." Just snaps a picture. He's like, "Wow." <laughs> you need to eat more kale, girl. Yeah, gross. <laughs> um, so, but back to the bus scene. Yeah, I think before we get into the bus scene, that that sequence is uh it's like underneath the floorboards it's super tropey like where he stabs like you can if you've seen horror you know that's coming like yeah you think she's safe and she's stabbing the floor i actually like the shot where it's like tracking the chainsaw following her i kind of like that actually Mm -hmm. where he's just like dragging it but we need to address that he has mjolnir thor's hammer (laughs) and sends her down the fucking stairs with it And through the floor? Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. What happened there? But she's perfectly fine after that. She's like, like, oh, shit. <laughs> Ooh, that kind of hurt. Ooh. And just gets and, back up. Oh, that was incredible. I like how they shot it. Like, if they just could get her to the floor some other way, like, he grabbed her and threw her. Maybe not tossing, like, a hammer that maybe weighs two pounds. That was stupid. Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty funny, though. <laughs> pretty funny. I was just like, look, okay. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, uh, why don't why don't we uh, give our thoughts on this this famous, I'm sure soon to be infamous bus sequence? Probably the best part of the entire movie. Yeah, could have been definitely could have been better if the Asian guy didn't talk. 
Um, mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. I did like the aspects of like streaming it because that is pretty new era and like a new yeah. idea. No, yeah. I thought it was fitting, but he just should have yeah, shut the not. fuck up. Like, <laughs> yeah, cut that dialogue. It was so cringy. Yeah, yeah you're gonna be canceled. You or what he, he said, if you try anything, you're gonna get canceled, bro. Yeah, like no one. I, I don't I don't give a shit what world you're in, what type of reality. Like a dude who's covered in blood walks into the bus holding a chainsaw also covered in blood. No one's gonna say, try anything, bro. Like this it's not on, gonna yeah. it's not gonna happen. Yeah, no, I uh I, I get that like, you know, we're in this age and there's like a lot of it it, it almost felt like the people who wrote that in were like, oh, everybody's on Twitter. Everybody's like uh, a troll or like on cancel culture. And there's like no in between. Like this will hit everybody. Mm -hmm. Or they just did it just to make fun of those people. Like I get that. I don't um, think they were making fun of those people. I think they thought they're being relevant. You thought it was genuine? Oh, God. Yeah. 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 <sighs> so. These writers are not that smart. Come on, Fede Alvarez. Step your game yeah. up. I guess if they did think it was relevant, they would have. I mean, no, they they pretty much carried that whole idea throughout the whole movie. Like they pretty mm -hmm. much touch on that. So yeah, it, it just didn't work. It was super, super funny. I did like the shot where they're all just like, uh oh. Like they all pull out their cameras. That is something that would happen. They're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> but quick I didn't to pull out the camera. Look at this goober. Exactly. Yeah. I kind of I did like that shot. I thought I was like, oh my God. Yeah, these idiots. Of course they would do that. Um, but then when he starts actually killing people, how, how do you guys feel? I was great. Dude, yeah, yeah, that I loved scene it. was brutal, brutal. I actually got like, you know, the heightened adrenaline. I was like, this is insane. This is I crazy. wish the entire movie was this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't like the cut to the live feed. Like, I thought that was kind of jarring, like, but I get why they did it. So they could show the text like, oh, this isn't real. Where's this at? <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. Can't be. <clears throat> Can't be. You're just, yeah, adding more to that, that quote unquote realism. Yeah. But it's fine. Um, but so then, uh, yeah. How, how do you guys feel about like uh, all all the deaths on there? Did you feel like it was it was pretty satisfying? Like enough gore, enough like viscera and and death. And yeah, stuff? I mean, still just going back to like Halloween. It's still just too little, too late. Of like, not as good of a scene. And like, I don't remember what the song they used, but it definitely wasn't as good of a score as Michael's um score when they were doing that huge fight scene with the, the with the firefighters yeah or throughout the entire movie they just had good soundtracks mm -hmm. um so it just wasn't rememberable and it also just felt like a copy um but it was like fine enough i think it's it's just um a bummer that they have to be judged based on like what's come before them so it's unoriginal yeah, yeah. um so. I don't know. I, I actually, I kind of disagree. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of like recent horror movies and outside of that scene in uh, Halloween kills where, where Michael kills the firefighters, um, which going back to my review of that, I, I really enjoyed, but I felt like it could have been directed better. Um, I would have mm -hmm. shot it a lot differently. I, I actually genuinely really liked like how this, this part took place of him, him killing everyone. Like, yeah. It, like everyone was just so stupid and like no one thought to like run or try to like tackle him or anything and and that probably would happen in in a real situation where a fucking 800 pound dude was standing there with a chainsaw like cutting people in half like you'd probably just yeah. be frozen you couldn't move 
and yeah. and I, I thought a lot of the the kills were just like pretty unique like he was cutting limbs off and he like chainsawed this one dude in the stomach and then pushed him into the another girl and then that that chick I, tried to like I took, climb out the window and he cut her in half and like that that was cool i like yeah. the, like where yeah, they i loved it from like the bus to the outside and she just mm-hmm. gets cut from that yeah that that was one of the better kills in that yeah. scene um very mortal combat oh for sure and then you have the sound effects like the goopy guts like falling mm-hmm. out of the window i was like oh god loved it. is it great. uh leatherface in mortal Kombat now he, he was yes. in uh mortal Kombat 10 i want to say okay yeah. yeah yeah i wrote a note on that like uh stabbed through the stomach and then he killed two people with it <laughs> i wrote no spares chainsaw we can share with like the emojis <laughs> with the hearts and i uh and i said uh dumb kills specifically these two convulsing on the end of the chainsaw (laughs) and he's like it was it was like intentionally sexual i was like what the fuck yeah he doesn't stab him through the chest it's purposely through the pelvis and then he just brings her him to her oh i didn't even notice that and she's like kind of moaning and he's like convulsing like this (laughs) and he like lifts his head i was like oh my god wow (laughs) hey you know, Leatherface, he's maybe he, they don't get internet out there. Maybe he doesn't get to watch porn, okay? He's got to yeah. recreate some scenes. Oh, um, um, there's a shot where he's like, it's it's a really good slow-mo shot uh, where he's like, it's from the perspective of uh, the sisters in the back, like they're trying to get away. And he's like hacking up these people. And one guy gets cut in half from like here down. Mm-hmm. And then you see a scene where he just casually picks up a leg and like tosses it aside. Oh yeah, that's I was great. Like, I was like, whoa, that's holy great. shit. That scene was really eerie. Like that shot that actually mm-hmm. like gave me like uh, like a little bit of fright. I'm like, this is terrifying. Holy shit. Yeah. If only the rest of the movie was like this scene. <sighs> yeah. Um, and so this is where, where Sally finally shows up because she had to, you know, do her evening bingo at the senior center and had to eat her <laughs> applesauce and stuff like that. And she finally rolls in and the two girls, Lila and Mel, get out of the, the bus and she like tells them to get into her, her squad car. They get in the back mm. and then she says this line. She says, looks like it's you that he wants. So I'm not letting you guys out. So I'm like, stupid. where did this come from? Oh, she said that? I didn't even catch yeah. that. Yeah. Like, what, where, where is this dialogue from? Like, I, I don't oh, understand. Wow. Um, How so did she... you figure that out in, like, the two minutes of being here? <laughs> I don't know, man. They're connected. So she... Kindred spirits. She locks them in the car, and then she strolls out with her shotgun. I thought there was a couple really good angles of, of her, good camera work of her with the gun. Um, mm-hmm. Good shots and well and then there's a good line coming up here where she says you know if you run he'll just keep coming and so like it's better to stay that's, well fight. that's yeah that's after she gets chainsawed yeah so mm. like that should have been the original line in the car instead of it looks like you're the one he wants <laughs> you can't leave bitch yeah. my script says i should be the one who gets killed and you should stay here <laughs> yeah i heard i just think she was so pointless in this movie as a whole mm-hmm it was yeah. so stupid. They were just trying to to jump on the the Laurie Strode coming back bandwagon and yeah and the scream bringing all the characters back bandwagon. It was just 
I almost think this movie would have been funny or like more successful if it leaned into that without trying to be relevant. They just leaned into it hard and was like, it was like funny. Cause if she showed up and was like given like Clint Eastwood looks like it's time to face off Leatherface <laughs> or something like that. And then she just gets murdered. Like if they made it hilarious. like a Western style. And she yeah. Gets and they just leaned on like jacked. the Laurie Strode thing, but like ironically not if there was ever a time for scary movie to come back now would be the time because they've got plenty of material to work with yeah (laughs) with all these all these reboots and stuff yeah um Um, so she strolls into the house with the the shotgun and then leatherface is like taking a break he's just like sitting down he's like recouping or something (laughs) cooking some lunch i was like did he get really injured i don't remember him getting injured why is he just chilling now (laughs) that's he he. I mean, he just killed a busful of people. He's got to like store the that's, meat and like. Uh, I guess know, that's true. Preserve some of it, and so he's just yeah. chilling, sitting on a mattress. And then she walks in, has the shotgun directly to his face, and then she says, "Say my name. Say you know me. Say you know what you did to my friends." Which I thought was I thought was good. That was a good line. Um, but if that was the crux of the movie, again, here's another thing. If this is the focus of the movie. It'd be amazing, like if we had more of this throughout the entire film, but we really don't. Mm-hmm. And so it, it just like it had no weight to it. It just yeah. really didn't matter. Um, but she says this. He says nothing. Looks at her, gets up, picks up his chainsaw, and just walks away. And there's this weird cut from where we just see her standing there, like she kind of looks like she's in awe or in shock or something. Like yeah. this motherfucker just walked away from me. Mm-hmm. And don't you fucking walk out on me. Then she's, next, she's like heartbroken. She's like, "You don't remember me, Lizzo? Lizzo is me." Yeah. Come on, and next bro. thing we know, we see Leatherface like outside, and then a couple seconds later, she's chasing him. It's like, what happened in this meantime? Yeah. What happened in yeah, this transition period? Like, this is really bad editing. This is really bad cutting. Like, did yeah, they not have true. any footage? Did they? Is this how they planned it out? Like, it just. It was so disappointing and so lackluster. I also think back, like, did you guys see It Chapter 2? Oh, yeah. You know the scene where the, like, the warped old lady comes out, like, trying to scare um, the girl, Beverly. the redhead? Yeah. Beverly, yeah. <sighs> and it's like, uh, she, like, gets that really, like, deep voice, like, are you? And then she, like, comes out of the hallway and, like, does this big, like, step. And then she's like, Rah! Yeah. They, like kind of ripped that with the alleyway scene where he's like thumping and then he's just like oh yeah yeah where where she like he's hiding in the dark alleyway revving the chainsaw like and she's like what are you doing (laughs) and he runs out he runs out with the chainsaw she shoots him twice so once i don't remember if he like fucking dodge rolls it or something he deflects it with the chainsaw it's like what is happening right now i don't know i like he definitely feels imposing when he runs in this movie. Like that actually got me. I was like, oh shit. But like the buildup wasn't just like, wasn't earned like him running out of the alleyway. Like how did we get to the alleyway? Didn't you just let her live? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so stupid. Yeah. And then yeah, I, I think, think it, there's, there's definitely some good things here to work with. Like, I don't remember at what point in the movie, but he's fighting someone and he throws the chainsaw across the ground and it like skips. <laughs> and I was like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, but of course, 
<laughs> when yeah. that happens, so so that happens to uh, Lila. He throws at Lila's feet. Okay. It yeah. slices her feet, slices her ankles. Her, her feet should be gone. Her yeah. like they should be cut off. But later, she doesn't even flinch. Like she walks perfectly fine. Like it's Picks really bad. Chainsaw. Really bad continuity. Yeah. Like yeah, nothing. Yeah. There's no no stakes like there's no effects from this damage you know yeah. well it's because of that lazarus pit that they have inside that abandoned building where everyone got rehealed uh, oh yeah when, when leatherface dunked her foot in it and like, she's like hold on i need five minutes to get my foot back it's like uh in in the legend of zelda games when you find the pool with the fairy that heals you <laughs> the new uh bantha tank for boba fett oh i haven't man. seen boba fett you son of a bitch i hear it's not very good i haven't either Oh my god! I hear it's really disappointing. Actually, yeah. it's got a few good moments, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, and of course, so yeah, this is where he fucking shish kebabs Sally and chainsaws her in midair, and I thought that was a really cool scene. And like, I don't know, I would have liked to see if he like maybe like pulled it up and cut her all the way in half or yeah. something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was gonna happen. Go too. full Mortal Kombat. But somehow. Sure. She still lived after that. She lived long enough to say, with great power comes great responsibility. And, then and... She's like, <laughs> she just like dies. Yeah. She's uh, like, you have to kill him. He's kind uh, of a big deal. Don't tell <laughs> Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how she was able to lift a shotgun while she was like supine, like on her back with nothing but, like, shoulder strength, just like. She was able to pick it up and shoot, and like yes. I, I twice, I think, I maybe once. I don't know. But I think he probably cut her in half in the original, but then they're like, oh, "We need to let this like fit into the movie, so we need to save her for a, a later moment." We have to have this yeah. one line of dialogue that is so stupid that is has no weight in the movie at all. Yeah. If you yeah, keep running, if you keep running, he'll keep coming back or whatever. He'll haunt you, yeah, is what she said. Yeah, and again, um, if that yeah. was the crux of the film, like, yes, that would work. Make it the crux of the film. Make mm-hmm. her haunted, like like Laurie Strode is haunted by Michael Myers. Like, that, that movie did really well in showing us how traumatized and how fucked up she was from the past. And, like, do that. If you're going to lean into that, lean into it all the way, you know? Right. yeah i mean commit to it i thought it was semi good going forward to like you know the sister told her to leave and run and this was her moment to like go back and like get the gun and try to finish him for good mm-hmm. and i thought they could have ended it really well if like they just finished it right there like he's dead in the pool and then maybe he comes back in a sequel but then to you know move forward and like he comes back so suddenly of like yep. took away any five minutes later took away no any growth any yeah. growth from the character <clears throat> yeah there's no exactly. resolution no. um and you know when like the shot of her opening the window that's exact it, it was kind of clever how they like trick you the ending i don't like it all like i want to get that out there right now mm-hmm. um i think the drive away shot is really stupid i think the fact that her plot armor is now gone and suddenly she's dead in five seconds is dumb it's just not earned but they do trick you they're like okay we have our survivors it's a slasher you know that something's gonna go wrong we still have time we're gonna open this window and i was like oh the window and i was like here we go we're gonna get him to pop up and then he smashes through like the passenger window i was like okay you actually tricked me there i thought Mm -hmm. he was gonna get her through the top Mm -hmm. yeah i thought he was gonna jump jump on top of the car 
just joyriding like <laughs> going five miles an hour in a tesla he's just like does this thing go any faster i'd want a wide of them just creeping like through the town and he's just hanging on music no music he's just like oh my god <laughs> um but yeah i i do like the the, the final shot there of, of him cutting off mel's head and like holding mm-hmm. it and kind of showing it to lila like it was kind of sadistic that you know cool yeah um but then we see him do that the infamous leather face chainsaw dance which brandon mm-hmm. you haven't seen the original so you don't know it but oh, God. it's very very disturbing and very creepy it in is. the first movie and in this one it just like there's no feeling attached it's to it Fortnite dance. it's really short too it, yeah. it lasts <clears throat> like five seconds if that mm-hmm. he does he gets like one or two like one and a half good swings and then it like does this cheap little like early 2000s cut the screen shit yeah. and then it just doesn't like a end credits yeah yeah um so any anything else about the the story here before we get into uh ratings uh i want to know where they got that tesla that can go in autopilot right from the get-go isn't that how teslas work i think you have to be on the highway or like going at a certain speed for it to engage mm-hmm. well you're forgetting these are really wealthy 21 year old entrepreneurs they, they probably have yes. that new shit they got yeah they got the new new they got the top of the line yeah. i'm telling you man they this is like this reeks of like dogecoin success stories they, they, oh, they're like yeah they're like they should have kids. mentioned that like, they should have we hit it we invested really early on bitcoin yeah make make that the plot of the movie not the stupid yeah. don't make <laughs> don't make 45 minutes of the movie revolve around getting a deed for a fucking house God, yeah so ridiculous yeah. Um, when they found the deed i was like oh these people suck they suck even yeah. worse yeah. The more I talk about them, the less I like them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I, I will say uh, my favorite scene is, is the bus scene of this movie. Mm-hmm. But my favorite part of the entire movie overall is the end credit music. That shit fucking slaps. It's so good. It is yeah, like... Credit was good. It was... That music redeems the movie for me <laughs> like eight out of ten they're going for like a, a synthy like trying to copy john carpenter like night stalker type of vibe and i was like play this it changed the entire movie make it like a fucking 80s retro wave style horror like that'd be cool play this music in the background the whole time like and instantly movies better just inject Ooh. some mandy energy into it mm-hmm. who yeah. was your worst death um I don't know. That, that, that's something I will give credit to this movie for is I did enjoy probably like 90, 95% of the kills. Like I, I thought that's one thing it did really well. Um, mm-hmm. The the makeup and, and you know, props department, prosthetics department did really good in, in, in the designs of like all the broken bones and limbs and stuff. And I don't think there's many much or if, if any like CGI, I liked how practical a lot of it felt which added yeah. to to how yeah real... i mean they actually killed those people it was really yeah crazy. i know yeah i'm uh, trying to copy the original the snuff film you know <laughs> um i'm trying to think of a, if there was a death i didn't particularly like i if think any, probably... i would say dante really i, I liked it <clears throat> i mean it was just so quick he's one of the main characters i feel like he deserved a little mm. bit more time mm. um and it was none of these characters deserve hit. more time come on <laughs> I definitely uh, agree in like it wasn't one of the better ones, but I don't think yeah. it was the worst. 
Yeah. I, I think yeah. maybe the, the sheriff in the car who like gets shot in the neck, but then, but then <laughs> wow. doesn't actually die that way. He dies by letting the face bashing him in the face with the, the gas tank, the oxygen tank. It was like, that was probably the most lackluster, not that exciting death in the, the whole film. Yeah, um, I have to agree. That was actually my worst death, too. No. Yeah. yeah. Who was your favorite? Ooh. I would say Sally if she died. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Probably one of the dudes that he, he just straight up cuts in half. Yeah. On, on the bus. Like that. Those are pretty fun. I don't know if you guys heard that. My dog just hacked on a bone. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> gross. He's, he's underneath me chewing on a bone and he like must have swallowed a fragment. He's just like, <laughs> oh God. I take it <laughs> <Sorry> back. <laughs> he's like, yeah, one of those guys hacked in half. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you had just tooted, Jordan. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what's um, your, your uh, yeah, what's favorite? Yours, Brendan? Um, Let's see. I think my favorite was sponsor. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh, I think I put um, Richter just because it was the longest fight scene and it was just so brutal how he was just smashing the guy's head at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he definitely got it pretty bad with, with Mjolnir, Thor's hammer. Yeah. <laughs> up until that point, I was thinking, like, oh, maybe he'll come back in the end, like all the other characters are, and he'll like shoot Leatherface at some point and then he started getting his head <laughs> but then after the 18 smash oh. you're like uh, yeah. he ain't gonna be in rush hour three <laughs> uh. when he was hitting the floor through his skull i was like i think he's dead <laughs> you he might stop. be dead you never know it's a horror movie you never know i hear creaky floorboards and uh viscera i, I don't think he's coming back <laughs> <laughs> yeah Okay, um, so let's see. We have a best kill, worst kill. Any other new ratings you guys want to introduce here before we jump into the overall? I'm trying to think. Mm. Um, oh, I didn't say my my best kill. Um, best kill. Yeah, I would say I would say Sally because it was just a good spectacle. Like the wide of her like getting picked up was cool. I didn't yeah. expect her to get cut in half. Yeah. Um, I would probably pick the woman hanging out of the bus, though. Like that yeah, shot where it just moves side to one. side and she's like cut in half. It was so Mortal Kombat. Like it was fatality. Hear, like, spine like mm -hmm. cracking and then she just falls out of the bus. I was like, that was fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah. That was that was a good one. The, the thing about the, the Sally, uh, and you know, we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but the shot of Sally getting picked up, it literally feels like a shot for shot copy of Halloween Kills where... Jordan, I'm sure you've seen the firefighter scene or like parts of it. If you haven't seen Halloween Kills, <clears throat> I've heard about it. Um, I heard it's like one of the better uh, sequences in the movie. Yeah. Um, again, I, I think it should should have been shot a little bit better, but it's it's really like like exciting and like fun and like almost like an action scene of Michael Myers fighting these firefighters. And there's this really wow. like beautiful shot of the burning house in the background, and he takes a um, like a crowbar thing and skewers one of the firefighters and lifts them up in the air like slowly picks them up and you see it from a wide shot and so this is literally a, an exact copy of that shot um, which was disappointing to see that they just they couldn't come up with their own creative thing but also yeah. 
I enjoyed it. I, it's, I, I liked it. how this movie was shot. There were like the, the slow-mo scene where he like moves the leg, right? Like over, it just feels like they're in a butcher house. Like he's yeah. just, they're just meat to him. That scene yeah. was really cool. But there's a, there's a slow-mo shot, not to get too detracted, but there's a slow-mo shot of where he, like she's reaching for the shotgun in the finale, like the climax mm-hmm. and he kicks it. And it's like in this really crappy slow-mo, like they didn't shoot enough like frames. Like it's not high enough. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is this so like odd when everything else looks so good? Yeah. Why didn't they shoot this in 60? It just looks silly. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. You wanted to lead into the next section. I think it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, re- really quick. Actually, the, you, you bring up the slaughterhouse thing. Like that actually makes me think of like maybe one reason why I felt this movie wasn't scary at all is because it should have been, we, we should have felt like, we were in a slaughterhouse with a character like Leatherface. Like everything, it should have been claustrophobic. It should have been in a small interior space where the characters had to like hide, almost like alien style or something in a, in a slaughterhouse type thing. Mm-hmm. And it just, it wasn't claustrophobic at all. None of this movie was. It's so like open and, and out in the air. And um, even though that's how the original kind of was, some of it took place in the house. Some of it was like outside. It just, it felt so barren and eerie in in the original compared to this one it just feels like i don't know the environment just wasn't scary and i think that was one of the biggest things that that really detracted from from leatherface being a terrifying figure in this movie and i don't don't know if you guys agree or how you feel about that i i also feel like they wrote that bus scene in first they're like we need to get we need to get these characters to stay on the bus and we need mm-hmm. leatherface to kill them in we're the gonna bus. build a movie around this bus scene <laughs> i almost feel like they did because like the uh i was watching a review of it just for like some additional thoughts um mm-hmm. and someone said like the woman sees dante get murdered straight up dies and then she goes to the bus scene and just tells him to stay there mm-hmm. no like we need to get out yeah. of here mm-hmm. uh so they like wrote these characters to stay there so that they could get their bus scene mm-hmm. whereas like there's no i actually thought they were going to drive away and like cut uh like the the tires or something but well like, i think i think that's what he does that happen because so it's again it's poorly shot poorly edited so like maybe they didn't shoot the coverage or the, the footage for it but and then the driver they, gets out right they start driving away yeah. and then you hear something like scraping on the side and I think we're supposed to believe that Leatherface had cut the tires or cut something, yeah. but you don't see any of it. Like you see him standing next to the bus, but that's it. And then it cuts to the, the bus driver going outside and next to we know his head's flying over, which I liked. But yeah, yeah it just, it, I don't know if they just like cut so much footage or they didn't shoot a lot of footage. They ran out of money or something, but there was a lot of stuff missing that, that could have made the experience better and like, more cohesive. It just seems like with all like the PTSD stuff with the high school and stuff, they could have done this a lot easier if they just centered it all around the high school, like have that be the place of where it goes down. Mm-hmm. And then they would have had a lot more area to cover. They could have had the bus easily fit in. It would mm-hmm. have given a lot That's more true. ground to work with. Um, I don't know how the hell they would have got there in the first place, but mm-hmm. it would have been a lot okay. easier than this. <laughs> I would feel more like a slaughterhouse being trapped in a high school with Leatherface. I would watch that. It actually sounds really cool. It sounds way better than what we got. Yeah, I like that. We'll write it as a sequel. We've been writing some pretty good sequels on our uh, (laughs) Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, okay. So then, uh, yeah. Any other like new reviews you guys can think of? Any new scores you want to slap in, or just straight to a to an overall for for this one? Ten out of ten for the the new chainsaw used. It was pretty good brand, I'd say. Um, held up. <laughs> was good that a premise. Ryoko? Uh... <laughs> it's like Ryobi. Right <laughs> or Ryobi? Yeah. Ryobi. No, it's a Black and Decker. Black and Decker. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Stopped working halfway through. I'm surprised he wasn't using like a cordless one, eco-friendly. <laughs> oh, that's that's what he was doing when he was taking a break. He had to charge his chainsaw. <laughs> Dave, we should have got some B-roll footage of him like charging it. <laughs> Playing like elevator music in the background. He's just sitting there staring at the chainsaw like, oh my God. Check his watch. <laughs> we should shoot a parody of this. Yeah, I would love that. That'd be so funny. Oh boy. Um, uh, shut up. Shut up. Oh, is that Seb? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut the fuck up. One more for good measure. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah, if you guys can't think of any like new rating system you want to add in, we can jump straight to an overall score and we'll let mm -hmm. our, our guest host kick it off. Oh sure. boy. Um, so we got the kills out of the way. I would give this a four out of 10 chainsaws. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, which I dig it. The more I think about it, I almost wanted to go to three because the subplots just didn't match. I even wrote a note here that says, dumb subplot that only served to put a shotgun, a 10 gallon hat, which we should have touched on, um, <laughs> which the, the, the sister picks up and puts on her head in the end. Which you look like Carl Grimes. She looked like yes, fucking Carl Grimes. Yes. <laughs> and she like, picks up the hat, the photo, and then they sit and they're like, maybe we shouldn't move Mir here. <laughs> <Isn't that great? laughs> we, we just watched 1,800 people die. <laughs> yeah, I relive so stupid. I experienced even worse trauma. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> wow. I'm never going to get past this one, sis. Yeah. <laughs> I should have, we should have heard like a slide whistle, like, <laughs> like some stupid shit. Fuck. Um, yeah, subplot that served to put a shotgun, a hat, and a photo where they needed to be for the sake of one of the main protagonists. Mm -hmm. um, dumb ending, but I liked how it was shot. I liked the kills, and I liked um, the score. The score was pretty good consistently. Mm -hmm. Pretty pretty cool. So I give it like it a four. Four, okay. Brandon? Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty on point. Um, like I said at the beginning, I think it's definitely watchable um, and worth it, so... I wouldn't say it's a not recommend. Um, I think I'd give it at least maybe a, a five chainsaws out of 10. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we can we can ding it all day, but it still had some pretty good kills. Um, mm -hmm. I think the time was short enough to where it wasn't like a, you know, a hassle having to watch it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe That's try true. watching it like Kenny at 1.5 to make it even better. Yeah, it's like yeah. a tight hour. I told Brandon about that because it, it, it is, we didn't really touch on it, but it is a short movie. It's 82 like, minutes. So yeah. you take out the credits and it's like 75 minutes and that's that's a breeze. And that's tight. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a long movie, which is great. And watching it in one and a half times speed last night, it was like 40 minutes. And I was like, no, it's not that bad. It's not it's not awful. I got off work and sat down. I was like, all right, what do we got? I have a feeling it's not gonna be good. How long do I have to watch this for? Yeah. Oh, a minute, an hour 20. Yeah, sure. Done. Love it. Done and done. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. What do you what got, Katie? Um, yeah, I, I'd say probably right around the same place as you guys. I think I, I give it a four and a half uh, chainsaws. Maybe I'll bump it up to five, maybe um, yeah. out of 10. And just because I, I did like the visuals of the movie. I thought it looked really yeah. good. Um, I really appreciated the the effort that they put into the kills. Um, mm-hmm. We got to see a lot of blood and guts, a lot of brutal attacks and and kills, and but it, it never lingered on it in a way that Rob Zombie does. And just like it, I, I didn't feel desensitized to any of the kills by the end of the movie. I like still wanted to see more. I was still excited to see more, as opposed to with Rob Zombie's stuff. Like after the sixth or seventh, you're like, okay, we get it. We get what you're doing. Like you know how mm. to shoot blood and guts. Like cool it. Um, yeah. so I, I do like that the director was able to, to not hit us over the head with it and, and just like force us to look at things for more than a couple seconds. Um, it was just enough to tease us and then show us like, okay, we get the brutality of Leatherface. Um, yeah. but the plot was just so stupid, so ridiculous. Yeah. None of it, none of it works. Like we didn't care for any of these characters. Like there's a couple different characters who we, we could have or should have felt sympathy for like Lila, for example, with her yep. going through this trauma, traumatic experience of the shooting and now another traumatic experience, we should have focused around her and we should have, she should have been the, the main central focus of the story. And we should have like followed her background and learned more about her and, yeah. and seen more character development with her, but we didn't. And it was just really disappointing. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, it, it is a short movie. There's mm-hmm. plenty of worthwhile kills in this. That that bus scene is, I think, almost reason enough to watch it. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. So, like, if this ever pops up on TV, I probably wouldn't turn it off. If, if I ever just want to, I don't know, if I have, like, an hour to spare, I'd probably put on one and a half times speed and, and just pop it on <laughs> and, like, or, or just... I, I probably will find myself at some point just looking up on YouTube, like the bus scene and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, and rewatching yeah. that. Cause I, I do Split think bit. it's, it's, it's very memorable. It's um, the, the one big highlight of the movie is that, and I think it, it's saying something. I wish the rest of the movie followed yeah. how, how that scene went, but. And how it felt. Yeah. Like the right. fear it gave you. Yeah. And even the, the actually, lighting too. I really like the lighting, how it was like this kind of bluish purplish hue. Um, gave it like a neon, almost like cyberpunky vibe while he's just cutting away. And yeah, yeah and it I, actually I that. changes too. Like the shot where he comes onto the bus, like where he just like kind of lingers and it's like dark. I actually really like that shot. It's mm-hmm. like pretty menacing. And then it mm-hmm. leads into him just like slaughtering these people, like from the outside and the inside. Like those shots are cool. And yeah. I actually went back and watched it like after I finished it to watch it again. That was a pretty cool scene. They they definitely have that going for it. And may, maybe in the sequel, we'll we'll get more of that. Like, I'm sure the, the, the producers and the director knows by now, like, I mean, critics are panning, audiences are panning this movie, but I think the standout is that bus scene. Like, people are talking about it. And yeah, I hope they, they pay attention to that. And if they do greenlight a sequel, I hope they try to recreate it, like, do more of that. You know, that's what mm-hmm. we want. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's, that's all we got then. Um, I don't think Brandon and I have anything else in the pipeline for right now. We we recorded a, a review of uh, Supernatural. We're jumping back to that 
couple weeks ago and so that'll be up soon and if there's any other movies or, or, or shows or anything that you ever want to guest feature on Brandon you let us know and we're always always thinking about new things um we talked about doing the Matrix series a little bit ago oh right we might do that or at least the newest one that'd be cool yeah <clears throat> or actually you me and Donatus had talked about months and months ago maybe like maybe like two years ago actually about reviewing Annihilation and we never we got around to, to that it. Annihilation yeah yeah Ooh, it's a good movie. what terrible what oh. how dare you wow blasphemy <laughs> I haven't seen it in for a year. <laughs> I've yet to watch it, but um, I've been holding it in for a year. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a fart. You've just been holding it, and now you just gotta let it go. <laughs> you sons of bitches made me watch it, and then we never recorded it. That's funny. I had to well, pay for that rental too. You're like, I want my four dollars. <laughs> my three ninety nine. Um, uh, yeah. I think we're also going to be having uh, Jalen Walker on pretty soon. Oh yeah, um, so some someone Jordan, do you don't know him, but we went to high school with this guy. He's a big movie person too, and he, he does his own oh. little movie review project. And um, nice. it's always fun to have have guest people on. But yeah, if you ever have any ideas for for stuff you you'd be interested in in doing a group review on, let us know and see if we yeah. can work it into the pipeline. Yeah, yeah man, you want to plug I, Jordan I love coming on and talking movies with you. Um, if you know, Brandon hasn't seen Evil Dead remake. Might be a good one. Actually, that's good too. We do yeah, the whole series. We could just do the the 2013 movie. Yeah, even the whole series. You like one and two, and then the Army of Darkness. Is, I think. Is, yeah. <laughs> Amazing movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Can't be stopped. All right. Well, that's it for today. Um, thank you all for checking in and. Uh, Again, you can find us on YouTube. Just look up Scary Sci-Fi Sluts. Uh, Jordan, we can plug you in here too. You can look up Jordan on YouTube at Jordan Black VO. He does his own little side projects of voiceovers. And you just did like a, a short or something, right? Yeah, I've been I've been dark for a little bit. I've been working on some other stuff like um, uh, fitness and work-related stuff recently. So I've kind of taken a hiatus, but I do have some content there. I have two voice acting videos there. And then I have a short film my friend um, uh, James Walker and I shot. It's on there. So if you're interested, nice. it's Jordan, Jordan Black VO. Yep. Um, yeah, listen to us on YouTube or uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcast and all social media. Just look up at Scary Sci-Fi Sluts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're all there. And um, yeah, until next time. All right, guys. Oh, stay scary <laughs> and stay sexy. And stay sexy. <laughs> stay sexy. Love it. All right. All right. <laughs>